Hey, que pasó, gente? It's your boy, Pilon. You're tuned into another episode of Chillcast. Good morning. Today, uh, I'm going to do an episode about... Uh, my uh my brothers my brothers and my sisters my brothers and my sisters from Africa these are um just some interesting episodes sometimes because uh, they get me a lot to uh think about what really needs to happen. And facts, I was actually thinking about facts earlier. Fill your mind with facts. I know uh, everything is subjective, everything is relative, everything is um, this or that. You know, you may not agree with me on a lot of topics. Um, You may think some of my episodes are really way out there. But I think that. Um, like I said, an episode I did yesterday, uh, you know, your mind changes, you know, your mind starts to, um, get creative and it does start to, um, understand the world that we live in different from the way that it, uh, used to understand it the day that you were born. Because I mean, let's face it. If I believed everything that I was told in public school, and everything that I went to work and everything that was on the news and um, you know yes sir let me do this yes 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 sir let me stand for that uh, flag yes sir let me um, let me be as patriotic as possible yes sir let me put a hundred you know uh, flags all over my house and yes sir um, America is the greatest country in, in the world and you know yes sir you know, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not trying to be negative, okay? What I'm saying is is that you have to fill your head with facts. You know, once you know um, what the facts are, you know, obviously there's opportunities here. I'll never take that away from um, you know some of the uh, lottery winners in capitalism. You know. And when I say lottery winners, that's a fact. I mean, it's kind of like a like like a fact turned a little inside out. But you know, three people equal to half of all the rest or more. They got more money, you know, the, yes, the, the, the opportunities are there and the opportunities were a lot greater yesterday than they were, than they are today. And freedom wasn't free, you know? So when I say, I want to talk about my, um, African American brothers and sisters, um, I sometimes even ask myself, why? Why don't we, why don't we have other um, Chicanos doing this? Why don't we have other um, gente? You know, I don't, I don't want to use the word Latino. I don't want to use the word Hispanic. You know, and I am Mexicano. And I'm American too. So I embrace the word Chicano. But like I said before, it's a choice. You don't have to agree with me on what you call yourself. That's the beauty of having an opinion, being able to make a choice, and still being able to listen to my podcast, and still being able to... um, try to look at it from another person's point of view um, that's the only way I think that we're ever going to grow as a people is to not just give up on each other because when you look at all the facts again you know like the, the 
the environments, the struggles, the things that, you know, not only, um, you know, African-Americans had to go through. And that's why I'm going to parallel this uh, particular uh, episode is because we went through a lot. They went through a lot. The facts are that, you know, back in the day, in the inception of 1776, the 13 colonies, you know, prior to that, the 1600s, the 1500s, you know. I saw I saw a dog tag uh, the other day. And it was during the gold rush of um, whenever California uh, found gold. Um, at that time, I think the Indians were already like... Um, the Native Americans, our gente, our bloodline, our um, our, our our ancestors. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a shout out, uh, you know, to my homeboys out there, you know, on the west side. You know, a lot of people out there on the west have um, indigenous blood, not only through uh, the Mexicas or through the Mayas ancestors, the Olmecs, the Central American or South American uh, Incas and stuff like that. I mean, we have a vast um, bloodline. You know, I mean, we have a lot of different. Um, we have a lot of different uh, peoples. You know, we have a lot of different tribes. We have a lot of different. Um, you know, people of the Americas. We're not just you know one. And, um, that's a predominant theory, um, when we, uh, talk about balkanization and how they were able to, um, make us seem so different when we really are. More and more and more and more the same when you start to study and, um, look into, uh, you know, your history, you know, if you... You know, do consider yourself a Latino or Hispanic or whatever you call yourself. You know, even if you're um, a Colombian or whatever, you know. I still think that, you know, we're the indigenous peoples. And um, that's why I encourage everybody that's, uh, you know, got an indigenous... Um, history to uh, listen to this podcast or you know pretty much anybody that's just interested in um, you know learning um, a little bit or just you know just passing time you don't even got to be trying to learn nothing but you know back to the episode um, you know that we're talking about here and that's um, the uh, the dog tag right It's a pretty ugly thing to see because this dog tag, it was brass. It was an expensive kind of brass and um, it was stamped by the American government. And um, actually, I think I may, I might, I'm going to go ahead and make that the icon to uh, this particular uh, episode. Um, I noticed that I can mix up the episodes a little bit and it makes them a little bit more um, creative because this is about, you know, our um, our African-American brothers and sisters. But I just want to draw the parallels uh, because, you know, we've gone through some shit, too. You know, a lot of people have. But, you know, that's, I think, what makes us so much more um, how do you say it? We have so many more things in common with with uh, with black folks, and I think, like I said earlier, I don't think enough people talk about it. You know, 
You know, we don't chop it up in conversations. We don't, you know, get on TV and have conversations, you know, across from each other. You know, these sit downs that um, that I was hearing about, you know, recently that I talked about, uh, you know, from like people that are in gangs or killing each other. Are the only time I ever hear about like. And that's, 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 that's not good. You know, we need to be having these conversations. We need to be uh, talking about all the things that we have in common because we have so many things in common that are facts. You know, we don't got to dwell on the past and um, in, in, in the essence of, uh, you know, we can't get ahead. Don't, don't get me wrong. But I just find that, you know, if, you're 40 years old or you're 50 years old or you're 30 years old, you know, here in America now, brought up at those time frames, you're never taught what really happened in America. You're never taught why there are inequalities. You know, you never were, you never taught who started with all the advantages, who started with all the breaks, who started with all the silverware, if you will. And they didn't just start with the silverware. It was already put in their mouth, full. But yet everybody else has to go pull themselves up from the bootstraps, right? This is a speech that um, I uh, heard and I saw MLK give um, on the um, on the internet, and it was powerful in the way that you look at uh, black leaders. Because I'm going to be honest with you, um, and I didn't hear this from my Hinton. I didn't hear this from my people. I didn't hear this from Mexicanos. I didn't. And I know some people think that um, there are issues between um, us and them. I know people think that. Um, But you know what? I don't think that that always is a narrative that is constructed by us. I don't. Because nobody ever told me nothing about... um, We didn't have a whole lot of exposure at the time that was negative or even positive. You know, I mean, we just were just trying to, you know, my mom had like two, three jobs. She could care less. You know, she's working all the time. You know, she didn't have time for shit because she had to, you know, come home, take care of me, my two sisters, whatever. You know, my dad was always working, 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 working. He always preached about how hard work and, you know, he worked himself so hard that, you know, when he would get home, you know, he was so fucking stressed the fuck out. He would drink the shit out of some beers. And that's what happens a lot of times in uh, Mexican cultures. For real. I'm not the only Mexicano or Chicano that grew up with parents like that. I know I'm not. Because I know how hard our, our, our people work and how hard they struggle and how hard they try to uh, put things on the table with that mantra of just, you know, hey, we don't want to look at the past. Hey, we don't want to dig up the facts. Hey, we don't want to talk about that because that's depressing, you know? So when you got, and you go to work, and listen to me when I tell you this, because this is, this is stuff that sometimes, that's why it's cool to just look at the the people saying what they say, the retrospective um, way of trying to understand what 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 happened, and um, listen to one, li- listen to me, and just put yourself in in the shoes. And this is always good to do. Put yourself in the narr- narrator's shoes, but also put yourself into the shoes of the people that I'm talking about. My parents had bosses. Now, my parents were young back when they were um, 
you know, raising us real young. They got, you know, you know, they started, you know, pretty young, like a lot of Mexicano parents, Chicano parents, Native American parents do. They're not educated the way everybody else is. They don't know about a lot of things. But besides the point, let's just say that they were irresponsible. Okay? Just to appease some people. So they were a little irresponsible in that area. Or they were just, let's just say horny. Whatever. <laughs> um... They still had to work for these people. And these people, you know, I mean, I'm sure liked having my parents work for them. Because, I mean, my parents always had pretty good jobs. They never really talked about, um, you know, having bosses that, you know, were, were, um, were assholes or anything like that. I think for the most part, you know, my bosses got, or their, their bosses got value out of them. Cause I remember hearing my mom talk, you know, about, um, you know, the things that they were asking her and, um, you know, how they wanted her opinion or insight on certain things. And these guys would make like 10, 20, 30 times more money than she made. I remember, you know, she used to tell me and, um, you know, she, uh, you know, she was actually proud of herself. It, it wasn't like a you know, like a, like a negative conversation. It was more like, you know, and these guys, they ask for my opinion, you know, they ask for my help. They, I'm like the top person, you know, when it comes to this and this and that, she's actually proud of herself, you know? And I, I peeped that, you know, I peeped that. And my dad, you know, he was always, you know, talking about being the best, uh, painter, the best, you know, spray man. And you know, he took pride in his work because I used to go to his job you know, with them, and, um, a lot of times, you know, when I wanted to, you know, buy stuff that was too expensive, he would take me to work with them, uh, you know, especially in the summer, um, but yeah, you know, um, I knew he used to work hard, and I knew he used to work real, uh, meticulously, but my point is, is these bosses that they had, you know, super valued their work, you know, they super valued their work ethic, and they super valued, um, you know, that ideal, that particular uh, mantra and why, let's just say you have um, a couple of businessmen talking, um, you know, try to visualize this, you know, because I don't want anybody saying, you know, the wrong things because you can, you can put this together on your own. You don't have to have me tell you some of these things, but visualize a few businessmen, one talking to another and I'm another just listening. And they go, hey, Bob. Hey, how's Ricardo working out? You know, oh, he's working great. He works five times better than, you know, Sterling. You know, he's fast, he's quick, you know. Doesn't cost a whole lot to keep on board. He's actually cheaper in so many ways because he's more efficient and effective and da-da-da-da-da. You know, uh, he comes to work on time. He doesn't bitch, he doesn't complain. You know, he just fucking does everything that I tell him. You know, where can I find another one like that? These are the conversations that they're having. You know, and just flip it. You know, I mean, it's the same thing, uh, you know, with my mom. But where I'm going with all this is that, you know, a lot of times when they have conversations with, let's just say, my mom or my dad or other uh, gente, they're the ones planting these seeds in their heads. You know, like, well, I won't hire any uh, African-Americans, you know, because of this. And they talk about they, you know, that's what that's what's real cool. Um, If you're black listening to this, um, this conversation, I want you to peep game. That's where they talk. Or when I say they, I mean, you know, racist. When people talk, because I don't want to put any labels and, you know, everybody is different, but there's a large percentage of some people that, you know, hold power. There's a very large percentage of people that don't have power. And um, there's a lot of inequalities and there's a lot of, uh, you know, upper hands, you know, in uh, racism or what have you. And, um, 
you know, there's a lot of division and um, there's a lot of balkanization, you know, not with just land, but, you know, also the mindset of um, dividing people. And I'm trying to crack that nut on why blacks, why Mexicans, why uh, Native Americans, why non-colored people don't get the fuck together and start working together for change. You know, we're the uh, people without anything. You know. And right now we might not have more numbers, but we're already at a significant number to where now that, you know, if we make up 20, they make up 15 and then there's another five or 10 somewhere else. That's. It's big enough for a fight. You know? And when I say fight, I don't mean like a war or nothing like that. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking about like like an argument. But we would have to unify. We would have to be united. We would have to uh, have this conversation with facts. You know? Well, one time... Uh, you know, my homeboy, uh, Malcolm told me that, you know, he had his cell phone on and, you know, he recorded, you know, the boss is talking about how they won't hire black people because they think this way or that way about black people. What? What'd you say? Yeah, Sergio, come here, man. I told you, man. They don't hire us, man. Shit, man, I told you too. They didn't hire my dad the other day. They said that on his application there was a, 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 a H or an L on it, and they caught him. And they ended up taking him to court for real. They didn't make the news. Nah, man, they couldn't prove it to the, to the CBS station or whatever. You know, so since they didn't have enough facts, they wouldn't air it. You know, just those two people alone. Whether I'm just making shit up or whether... But those kind of things really do happen. Because I did see an ad the other day. Talking about some couple. I think it was like in Illinois. Getting denied a house. Or maybe it was Milwaukee. But it was somewhere in the United States. And it wasn't down in the Southwest. Matter of fact, I think it might have been like New York or something. But there were a Mexican-American couple. And they were denied housing. And today is Thursday. You know, I saw it. I think it was Tuesday. So whatever that is, the seventh through the ninth. You know, you'll find the article. It's out there. But they were denied a house because um, the the homeowner had explicitly said. Um, like in the clause uh, to the rental agency or whoever was, uh, I guess, um, you know, out to, um, you know, lease the house for them because, you know, they do that. But they're supposed to tell the person, you know, like, hey, we can't do it that way. You know, but they went ahead and um, did it. And I guess there was some confusion and somebody found out, uh, you know, after the fact that, you know, that was part of the um Stipulation for leasing the house is that you know it had to be. It said that it actually said that in the agreement, or they had made the um, the 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 request. It had to be a Caucasian family. And don't and don't and don't get this episode twisted. I'm saying that there's so many facts out there that you can. Um, you know, formalize your own ideas. It's not, again, me trying to, you know, put, you know, uh, people against, uh, you know, the man or whatever. You know, I'm trying to say that the man sometimes has some issues. Not all the time, but a lot of times, especially back 50, 70, 80, 90, 100 years ago, you know, and things are getting better. But I mean, today we live in a society where somebody was just denied housing because, they weren't white 
black people are still struggling. Chicanos are in cages. Mexican-Americans are in cages and nobody gives a fuck. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's doing anything. Indians were killed off in the hundred, like in the tens of millions, a hundred million, and nobody talks about it. Like if it was a genocide or not, they have fucking Thanksgiving. And there is no day or no movie or no uh, regard like in um, Schindler's List you know that talked about 6 million nobody wants to talk about 100 million why my opinion is the color of our skin's different you know So, again, this episode is um, just get your facts straight, you know, look at the numbers, look at the household incomes of families, you know, across the spectrum, the rainbow spectrum, white, black, brown, red, yellow, and ask yourself. Look at that video where Martin Luther King talks about uh, pulling himself up from the bootstraps. Because that's a common theme that you're going to hear. And that's that's the kind of rhetoric, that's the kind of narrative that I'm talking about. Is it these same guys that, um, you know, are uh, Jeff Bezos, you know, making um, $110 billion, jumping in front of Gates, Buffett, and everybody else. You know, in just a few short years. You think he's paying people anything? You think he's giving anybody insurance? You think he's paying his fair share in taxes? That's where the real wealth is at. It's stealing in America. Stealing from the American people that give you the opportunity that you're supposed to have through capitalism that everybody's supposed to have through capitalism and you don't pay taxes we got to pay your share after you already didn't pay us nothing but seven or eight dollars an hour to help you become rich you don't even want to provide for the social opportunities that gave you the opportunity that put you in the place at where you're at why? Because it's kind of like a union. It's a union of a bunch of guys that look the same, just like in politics. A bunch of old guys that all look the same. Thank God they got an Alexandria uh, Ocasio-Cortez in there. Thank God they got, um, you know, that uh, Shalib girl. Thank God they got that other uh, Muslim girl. You know, women of color is the point that I'm trying to make. I can't remember their names because I just love AOC. (laughs) She trips me out, man. She's always on TV making good points. She's always on the news making good points. The other women, I just know that, you know, I never, I never, I never hear them. I just always hear people spewing at them. But they do that to AOC too But AOC don't give a fuck man She still tears them fuckers up Shredding them to pieces For doing wrong bad foul shit Like taking advantage of the people You know But I think we need more, more, more people of color I think we need more women You know to start having these kind of conversations whether you agree with me or whether you don't just look at the facts talk about the facts and <clears throat> if you have other facts <clears throat> bring that to the table you know these gang members man there's so much coastal beef about that man that 
one time I went into um, um, another forum that, um, you know, had some African uh, Americans in it. And black folks, you know. And, um, yeah, man, it just, uh, I, it, it wasn't good, you know, people were talking, uh, you know, I was, I was, um, I was in there and, you know, I was trying to be cool and I was trying to say, you know, well, I don't, I don't think that way. Or I don't think that, you know, I think some lady was on a, on a phone and she, it, I think the whole situation was taken out of context, to be honest with you. Um, cause she, you know, she got upset. Um, and I think that she was like just kicked out of a store or something like that. Cause she was hot, man. Something had just happened. And she was saying something like, you know, I think that, you know, she's basically saying the same thing I'm saying, but she was saying it in a different way. And it sounded kind of demanding. Um, and it sounded kind of like, you know, like it just, it didn't sound, it didn't sound right. Like whatever she said. So it was more like the attitude that came with it. And man, this thing had a massive following. I mean, there was like a, like three or 5,000 comments on it, man. And what was funny is the girl was Puerto Rican. So she was even mixed. Um, or maybe she wasn't, but she looked mixed. She looked like she was from Puerto Rico or she looked like a Puerto Rican. She sounded like she was a Puerto Rican. It did. It, it looked like she was in New York. And, um, she sounded that way, but, um, she was just, I don't know. She was just talking about how, and she wasn't being racist or anything like that. She was just like saying, you know, um, she was just talking about the, the, the situation that happened and how she just thought that, you know, we should, we should be together. But like she was saying it, I can't remember how she was saying it. It was just like a, you know, she didn't use any, any, any bomb words or anything like that. She's just saying, I think that black people need to, um, you know, for, you know, they need to like basically like acknowledge us or appreciate us or respect us. Like something had just happened. Like somebody had just pissed her the fuck off. And, um, I think she was just airing it out, but saying kind of like in a, in a, like in a, in a divisive way saying that we are divided. And she was saying that, you know, she does think that, you know, in her own way that we do need to be, um, you know, more cohesive, but she wasn't saying it all cool or, uh, fact-based like that. She was kind of pissed off about something. And, uh, man, it just made everybody mad because it, it, it seems like anytime, you know, we talk, like I have to preface when I talk about white folks in, in this conversation, cause I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea and think that I'm some kind of, um, person that I'm not. Cause I, I just want to talk about the facts, but I'm going to tell you what will happen a lot of times. And I got fraternity brothers that do this a lot. And they go, oh, you're racist. I'm like, dude, I'm talking about racism. How can you call me racist? I'm sitting here telling you that 20 million people were killed or, you know, 100 million people were killed uh, because of the color of their skin. How am I racist? You're like, well, because you're bringing it up or because you're talking about it or because of this and this and that. You know, it's a, that's a, that's, that's a narrative or that's a, that's a rhetoric or whatever, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, did I say like a derogatory term, you know, when I described, uh, you know, the people that did it or whatever, no, but you know what you're saying or something like that. So it's kind of like, it's almost like a real touchy, uh, area where I think people get, um, you know, they just get alert. Like red flag, they get uh, guilty or whatever, you know, they just feel a certain way because it, um, you know, you're talking about, you know, them. And I think that's a hard thing to do. Um, how, how can you uh, have these conversations, uh, you know, and with, uh, you know, with black folks, 
um, if um, it's a touchy situation all the time or if um, you know the person doesn't want to have the conversation I can see that being a, a, a challenge however I still I still find it um, challenging enough to have a reward at the end of the day so what I think I'm going to close up on this uh, particular episode is, it, I mean, yeah, it does need to happen. Uh, yeah, our uh, histories parallel a lot with uh, the struggles uh, that uh, Native Americans have had, uh, the struggles that uh, African Americans have had, the struggles that we're both still having, um, the convictions um, that I think that we have uh, for our children, uh, the convictions that we have. Uh, for tomorrow being a better, stronger, brighter future. Those are all facts. There are a lot of good, strong uh, black folks, Native Americans, Chicanos, Mexicanos, Latinos, Hispanics, whatever you want to call There's a lot of people that have these drives, these desires, these convictions to want to become something bigger and better than themselves and if we had more opportunities more opportunities to give ourselves more of a, of a of a network more of a base that has resources if we had all that it would be a lot easier but we don't have that base we don't have that uh network we don't have that faucet that we can just turn on and turn off like some people do have when it comes to walking into an interview and having that feeling, you know, that feeling if you're um, Native American and you walk into the office of another Native American or Chicano or um, a person of uh, American descent like you, you get a certain calmness to you like, oh, they're not going to judge me like a criminal. So I'm sure if I can say that for our people, then I'm sure that black people have the same uh, mentality because there's been times where I've uh, walking into, um, you know, an office where there's um, a person of color still pulled, puts me at that, uh, that, that, that type of um, it, it's a different experience and they even realize it. So sometimes they take off that um like if you walked into Obama's office versus walking into Trump's office, there's a perfect example right there. And I'll end with that because sometimes people, again, like I said, think that, you know, I'm trying to twist this shit and I'm not. I'm trying to talk about things that need to happen. If I walked into Obama's office and he was going to be my boss and I had to explain my resume or explain who I was, where I went to college and where, um, you know, I've worked before in the past. You know, and if I walked into Trump's office, I mean, it would be two totally different bowls of wax. It really would. I mean, just visualizing that is a trip. Ah, how much? How much are you asking for? Oh, hey, Steve, where, where are you from? The west side or the south side? <laughs> you know, like that's, <laughs> I don't know, man. That shit, you know, like we, we really do got to get, we got to get into some positions of power, man, to make ourselves um, not fucking kill ourselves for these people that don't give a fuck about us. I mean, that's another thing I saw one time is we give, um, we give so much to our jobs and our work. And it's true, man. My first job, I worked for a company for eight and a half years. These motherfuckers didn't care about me. And I worked hard, man. I was the most fucking productive employee. I was a badass for these people. Workhorse, man. And I used to do everything for them. But I loved making money. They didn't give a fuck about me. They did not care about me. 
And that is one thing that's true. They didn't have nobody. Some racist ass motherfuckers. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and tell you who they are. This company called True Green Kimlon. I didn't even mean to do that. But um, I got hired when it was Kimlon. And then they got bought out by this other company called True Green. And um, I worked out here. I'm not even going to say the location. But you know what? I will say this. Everybody in that month, everybody was white. And they didn't have no Mexicans. They had, they had from time to time would hire um, a black sales rep. No, no, I'm not going to say that. One time they, they, they hired, a whole, the whole time I was there in eight and a half years, they hired a black sales rep. And there were no black people in the office. One time. They would hire like the only time they would hire them is when they would hire like the seasonal uh, telemarketers. And even at that point, it was like maybe one to ten. If you had hired ten telemarketers, there might. Out of two months, out of 12 months, there might be a black one. But we did find um, for for uh, for about half of the time I was there, the only black girl in the office was a girl that probably had the lowest paying job there. And she only worked part time in the evenings, no benefits. And it was like walking on eggshells for her. She had to basically kiss a lot of ass. They didn't, have high, they didn't have no Mexicans. None. I was the only one, but I had come with like a... It was real cool the way I had come because nobody had hired me there. I had... Um, I was I was acquired in the acquisition. So... When I came, it's like they, they had already... Like pushed me like in the door. They said, you're, you're going to take this guy. We're shutting down... An operation that has blah blah blah, and you know you're gonna have to take this guy. He's the best we got. We're firing, you know, four or five hundred of them. You know, the people that were, you know, four or five hundred of the employees that we had, or uh, part timers that we had, we're, we're firing all of them, and we're we're sending the other two to like far away because you can't take all three you can only take one we're sending one to Fort Worth and we're sending one to I don't know 50 miles out this kid lives in the city and he's the best so it's not like they even wanted to hire me so I was and, and then when I got there I made more sales than everybody and I was there half of the time everybody was there this back in the day when there was still telemarketing and they hated me for that because I was young and I was cocky and I would call them on their bullshit, you know, because I didn't care if they fired me. But a lot of a lot of times I'm like, you know, how are you going to fire me? You know, if I do more sales than five of your people combined and I'm here half of the time they are and I don't even get a salary. You know, it doesn't make any sense, you know, and I'm not the one being racist. You are. You just said it. You know, I'd call them on their bullshit comments. That's what I was getting at earlier. It's like these guys, these were the ones, these were the ones that um, I got these uh, things in my head from. They'd be talking about black people. And, you know, when you're young and naive, sometimes, you know, you want them to be your friends or whatever. So you'll listen. You won't necessarily comment, but I could see how easy that would be to just jump into that conversation and go, yeah, you know, Blank those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't. And I'm going to tell you why I didn't. is because I saw that they were already racist to me. Like, they wouldn't just come out and just, like, say, like, you know, like, you know, the, the most racist shit in the world. Like, you know, blank you, you blank and, you know, uh, whatever, you know, while we're at work. But they would say little things that you, you knew that they hated you just as much. Or they wanted to. We'll just say that because, uh, you know, we still did end up being, you know, I guess, comrades for years. 
you know, on and off. There were so many of them that came and gone over the time period that I was there because I was there a long time. However, they would make these comments. And in the back of my head, even at that age, I would think to myself, man, if they're going to talk about them, you know, well, then what? You know, because I would have to I would basically defend, you know, black people like, you know, like, look, y'all, ain't, you know, y'all, y'all don't got no black people here, you know, because that was an easy way for me to flip it, too. Is um instead of talking about me, which I would super get attacked on, you know, if I if I try to defend my people, for some reason it would work better if I would say another person. And I think that's another beauty of uh, you know uh, alliances. You know, you can say you know, well look at what you do to the black people. You know, you put them in slave. You know, you put them in chains. You did this, you did that. You know, and it's like really, there's not enough conviction for them to attack that. They'll be like, oh well, that was in the past. You know, but if you brought out something that was personal, then they would attack you for it and, you know, say, oh, you're triggered or, you know, oh, you're got a brick on your shoulder or something. So that's that, that's that's one of the reasons I wanted to um, have this conversation is because those are the things I used to think of, um, you know, growing up. Those are the things that I think that um, people put in our heads to be divisive towards each other. Oh, the blacks are lazy. Oh, the Mexicans are um, a bunch of weed smoking rapists. You know, like that. These are things that I'm telling you that I I could see, you know, these uh, people that are trying to um, change our attitudes towards each other. Saying towards each one of us. You know. Oh, the Mexicans ain't no good for this or that, you know? Oh, really? Really? You know, you're supposed to be there and agree with them because they're your boss. Hey, Ricardo, them black people ain't no good. Oh, really? Really? Or see, see, senor, see. You know, oh, they're lazy. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, I heard you. Yes, you said that. You know? Or all these Mexicans are coming over here to take your jobs. You know, um, black people, you know, and I don't know how many people actually think that, but I'm sure there's a big percentage of black people that do. When in my opinion, I think that nobody would want to do those jobs that the Mexican people are doing anyways. So, I mean, I think that this conversation does need to be have, um, you know, on a different uh, platform. Um, I'm just going to put this out there that um, in the near future, um, I am looking uh, to get some outside expertise um, and um, thought uh, from other uh, people. I don't know who else out there might have like a uh, podcast or who else might have an opinion um, that, you know, would be good for, um, you know, open narrative um, to maybe not only um, agree, uh, you know, with me, but also to, uh, you know, disagree, uh, you know, with certain facts and uh, things that we can bring to the table that uh, give our uh, listenership or audience uh, value. Um, I think that'd be cool. So, you know, I mean, if you want to reach out to me, that'd be cool because I am looking to, uh, you know, kind of expand on this particular uh, episode. I can, I can go on and on and on and on and on, but um, I just wanted to put this out there uh, because at some point, I'm going to need like a, uh, I'm going to need a little bit of um, help with some of the ideas um, just to make them more interesting. Uh, not that I need to do it. Um, I think it'd just be a little bit more creative to have a, a tech guy. I need a tech guy, uh, you know, that can start putting together the uh, technology of uh, what I'm trying to do. Anybody that knows how to program. Um, you know, maybe like a networking kind of deal, um, with, uh, the, uh, podcast. I think that'd be cool. Um, but also, um, 
you know, the opinion coming from a, uh, unification with the African-Americans, you know, like if there's anybody out there that, uh, would like to kind of co-op, you know, run off of each other's programs, uh, you know, with some of this, uh, cooperative, um, thinking that I got in mind, you know, cause we really do, we really do need to have other people seeing us, uh, have these discussions because I think that, you know, seeing other people doing it, uh, will make it more, will make it easier to do, you know, they're, Hey, they're doing it. You know, the, uh, impacts that, uh, media has on the public, just listening, uh, to, uh, two individuals talking about, um, Unification or, you know, the uh, like-mindedness of our peoples. But anyways, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap this one up. I think um, I pretty much covered everything I wanted to cover. Um, Like I said, holidays are coming here pretty soon. We're about to hit 2020. Uh, You know, get ready to, uh, you know, vote. There's a lot of uh, people out there that are looking good. I'm liking the way Bernie Sanders looks. I really am. Um, you know, start to, uh, you know, look at these guys as, uh, real, um, move, uh, for, um, change, if you will, um, bettering the country. Um, I mean, if you like Trump, cool, whatever, but I would say try to find out the facts about these other candidates uh, you know, what they bring to the table, look at their experience, look at, uh, you know, where they come from, their um, history, their uh, jobs, their um, positions. And outside of that, I guess uh, I'm going to go ahead and bounce on out to the next episode. It's your boy, Pelon. And until the next episode, peace.